Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. I'm delighted, I've been la di da Not a lot of thoughts when I ponder from the top Man, these boys, they be potting I trust them like a lot And they told me that I get it Guess what, I got it You should do it too You will never lose If you ever do Must have been a ruse Ricky, that's my dude Stoops is super cool Sharks up in the pool Sparking up my tools, I've been looking to win. Spend a little again. I've been for spittle to them. My god, I riddled again. I told them stop clowning around. They said what goes up comes down. I said I'm down with the sickness. My team stay ill now. Come get this. I'm just so gay delight. I stay ready tonight. Deep dive, we rise. That's the melee, alright. David delight. David delight. Da 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 delight. Welcome to another episode of the Debbie Delight brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network. I am your host, Ricky Valera. On today's episode, we're going to touch on our final 2021 draft rankings. Last week, we tackled the quarterback and running back position. This week, we're going to talk about wide receivers and tight ends. As always, I am joined by my partner here, Stutes. How are you today, sir? I am doing great. Um... Excited to dive into the receivers and, yeah, of course, the tight ends. We all love the tight ends. Um, <laughs> but as I had told you, I have a new number one. Hmm. And I don't know hmm. how you're going to feel. I'm already scared, you know, because... I know you like the guy. I know that for a fact. Okay. Okay. I'm, I feel I a will, little bit better. We'll see. We'll see. You know... Over the last, I don't think Twitter's gonna like it. Over the last couple of weeks, you've 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 done a whole lot of 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 questioning our friendship, right? You know what I mean? And I think I did the same with you on the Kyle Trash yeah. scenario. Like having him as low as I did, I really feel like you were gonna stop talking to me. But I'm really scared about the wide receiver position. Not not for any reason other than just because if it's if it's who I think it is or potentially could be. I, I might just block you and never talk to you again. So there's that, you know, but I will say this. We have the greatest intro in the history of the world. Yeah. I, I love it. I do. And I, I think that it's, I, I really feel like we uh, kind of hit the gold mine there. It's, it's fantastic stuff. So, all right, soups. It's wide receiver time. This is your, this is your jam, man. Like this is, these are your boys. So, you know what, because of that, I'm going to let you kick us off and give us your, 10 through 6. So sitting at 10, um, this is a gentleman that I actually hadn't had ranked before. Um, Senior Bowl week, he just skyrocketed. Um, And I wanted to put him higher, but obviously I didn't. Amari Rogers, um, Mm. and he just, he obviously had a great year. 77 receptions, 1,020 yards, 7 touchdowns, right? So he he had some solid, solid numbers. 
But that senior bowl week, I think, is what really started to to put him on the map more so than than what he potentially already was. And he's he's had a role in that Clemson offense for really the whole time he's been there. But um, he just hadn't been the guy. Um, and I I do think based on the Justin Ross, you know, injury and the fact that he didn't play, I think that's what you know catapulted Rogers to that that essentially number one role. Um, but he took it and ran with it. And then again, I keep saying it, but that senior bowl week, he just really, really made a name for himself. It was just always, well, who caught the, Oh, that was Rogers. Okay. That's right. You know, like where's the, Oh, that was Rogers again. Okay. Yep. So he just really made a name for himself. And I, I think he helped his draft stock massively by going down there to the senior bowl. So got Amari Rogers at number 10, number nine, um, a guy that, that kind of hurts me to put him down this low, but I'm still a big fan of Monroe St. Brown. Um, I've got him at nine. It's just been, I, it's more of the other guys ahead of him. Um, and, and receivers for me, as much as I love the receivers, they're actually really hard to rank Yeah, because they all can, they all can make plays. They all can do this. Receivers are always so much more deep than a lot of the other positions. Um, and even whenever I was looking at just kind of the list of the receivers, I could have probably picked another five guys and thrown them in this rank and felt comfortable with it. But um, it's I've got set what I have set. So Monroe St. Brown sitting at nine. Eight is going to be one that people will not like. And I've got Rondell Moore. Um, I I keep saying it. it. It's His talent is unquestioned, right? It's it's not a question of whether he can make plays, you know, be on the field is kind of more of my question. Where, you know, some, well, he was healthy. He was healthy. Well, I keep saying it, but why wasn't he out there game one then, right? It's... I don't know. That's a whole different debate, but um, there's no question about whether he can he can make plays when the <clears> ball's <throat> in his hands or not. But Rondell Moore sitting at eight, number seven. Um, I've got Seth Williams out of Auburn. He's a guy that I think has has kind of just flown under the radar for quite a while. But when you look at a lot of people's rankings, they may not have him at seven. You know, they may have him higher. They may have him closer to the ten range, and it is what it is. But a lot of people are talking about him, but it's quietly as as weird as that kind of sounds to throw those two things together but you just don't hear a lot of seth williams talk um but i'm a big fan of him i, I like his his side i mean he's 6'3 211 you know his athletic ability he's able to make some plays make catches um and even having a terrible quarterback that he had he still had 760 receiving yards four touchdowns right so he was able to make it happen with the inconsistent throws that were thrown his way so Seth Williams at seven, and then six for me is a guy that I've definitely came around more on per you. Um, Terrace Marshall out of LSU. Um, I've got him at six. I had him at 15, oh, so big-time jump. I was big a little upset, but now I'm back. I'm real back in now. Big-time jump. Um, I mean, he took over that 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 lead role, obviously, this year with, with Chase opting out. Marshall was the guy. Um, when you look at it, 48 receptions, 731 receiving yards, 10 receiving touchdowns. He showed he's he's deserving to be in the role that he was in. Um, made the plays, obviously made whoever was back there at quarterback for LSU because we never knew who that was going to be. Uh, made them look good. So um, came around on him, moved him up substantially, actually. And uh, yeah, that's my 10 through 6. Yeah, so my number 10 was very hard. Um, there was a few guys that I left off, um, including the guy you mentioned, Seth Williams. I had to leave him off to Marion Terry. He's another one that got left off. Two very talented guys that I really feel like can be potentially guys. 
Number 10, my same guy, Amari Rogers, senior ball, made me a huge fan. I think he's going to go under the radar. I think that he's a guy that you could target in that last round of your rookie draft and get a steal, right? Seth Williams, the same guy. He's, he's not in my top uh, 10, but I feel the same way about him. He's one of those guys that you can have in the latter portion of your rookie drafts and really potentially get a steal there. Because in the third and fourth round, you're really just throwing darts mm-hmm. and you want to try to throw an accurate dart for, at, out of one of those two guys. So to me, the, those are some guys that you can have in that back half. Tylen Wallace comes in at number nine. The injuries are a concern, but I, the talent's not. I think if it, he would be ranked a lot higher if not for the depth of this draft. So I'm a big fan of Wallace. Uh, Amon Rossate Brown, same with him. Um, the talents here, I think he could potentially be the steal of this draft. Um, it, he's super talented, right? He's five, he wasn't he wasn't a five star prospect for no reason, right? You know what I mean? And he had a good season. I mean, he showed you how good and dominant was whenever he had that that big game. I forget who it was against, but he had three touchdowns in the first quarter, right? You know what I mean? In the first quarters, dominated the red zone. I, I think he's good. Um, speaking of somebody that I'm not high on and you're not high on, apparently there's Rondell Moore. He's number seven. I don't see it. Sorry. I don't. He's not even, he consistently outshined by David Bell. Sorry. He did. David Bell is a way better receiver in my opinion, way better. And, and it showed if you can't be the best receiver on your team, whenever you're not, you're not Alabama where you have tens of thousands of five-star guys. When you have, when you have a, a, a Waddle, a Smith, uh, et cetera, et cetera. You know, all these guys, you know, Judy's in your locker rooms. You don't, you don't have that there at Purdue. Sorry, you don't. Okay. Bell consistently outshine more and period. Number six, um, this one's not going to be popular, especially not popular to you, but I got Rashad Bateman at number six. Um, I, 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 nothing against him. I'm just not a fan. I'm it's, I don't know what it is. I'm not saying he's not good. I'm not saying he's not going to be good. I'm not. I'm not riding that line, but I don't think that he's going to be fantasy relevant. I don't. I don't think he's going to be consistent enough week in and week out. I think he might be a good addition. He's a wide receiver, two, three on somebody's team, on on an NFL team, and and I don't think there's going to be consistent production if somebody's willing to take him ahead of you, run with it because I don't believe that he's going to be fantasy relevant. I just don't, and and I could be wrong. But, you know, I'm never wrong. So there's that. Just kidding. Even though last week on last week's episode, I yeah. forgot how wrong I was. But, uh, yeah, I'm just not a fan of Rashawn Bateman. Sorry. Sue me. Um, five through one. I've got, at number five, the best Moore in the class, um, Elijah Moore. Yes! I got him at five. Um, I should have wore a t- I should have made a T-shirt. Best Moore in the class. You should. You still can. There's I still know. time. You just got to you gotta put it on the fast track, though. Yeah. Um, so I know I got Elijah Moore sitting at number five. Um, so good. He just, I mean, eight games, so 86 receptions, just under 1,200 yards, eight touchdowns, mm. even at 14 rush attempts for 64 yards. He, out of the guys I have in my top 10, his yards per game, he was number one, 157.1 yards per game. That's nuts, right? Mm-hmm. It was one of those at probably the start of the year. Um, you know, people were talking about him, obviously, but it, it wasn't anywhere near what it is now. Um, he definitely did way more than what probably most everybody expected. I, I don't think anybody expected him to really go maybe even above at best 60 receptions for, let's call it 800 yards and, I don't know, three, four touchdowns. That's probably what most people expected to see out of him this year. And he just said, no, watch this, and I'll, I'll show you what I can do. So, Got Elijah Moore sitting at number five. 
Number four, you weren't too far off. I moved him down. I've got Rashad Bateman at number four. He was my previous one. Um, I still really, really, really like him. It's just the other three guys I've got above him um, kind of came out and and showed what their abilities were this year. They played um, on better teams. Well, actually, one of them didn't play. Obviously, he opted out, but so we know who that is. But anyway, um, I still like Bateman a lot. I still think he's he's going to be one of the better receivers um, in this class. And I don't know if you saw it, but on his Instagram, apparently people were kind of tweeting out, and I don't have it in front of me, but kind of not really questioning his ability, his speed, his whatever. And then he basically just kind of was just like, okay, watch, you know, and he didn't respond with anything negative, anything offensive, anything like that. It was just literally a, you know, okay, let's, I see you, you know. And then he came out, and if I remember seeing, he ran like an unofficial, like 43940. Um, crazy, fast. Um, obviously, there's some other guys that are going to be, faster which is still crazy to think right <laughs> someone runs a 439 even a 44 whatever if it becomes out official it's a 442 let's say it's to think that there's other guys that are going to run faster is just insane and that's these always going to be these the guys case. are getting faster and faster every year and it blows my mind so funny story um by no means do i think i'm back in high school i didn't think i was this fastest guy ever but i, I had some speed well i found out real quick i'm not a 40 type guy I get up there and I'm running. I feel like I'm just flying, right? And they clock it and they're like, that was like a, a four six. And I was like, what? what? Four six? I felt like I was flying. So anyway, it's crazy to watch these guys run as fast as they are. Um, number three, I've got uh, Devontae Smith. Um, I know that's going to be unpopular for, for quite most everyone, I'll say, because they've got him sitting in number one. But um, Devontae Smith is definitely a guy. He came out and, I mean, look at his numbers. He just actually blew him out right 117 catches 1800 yards 23 touchdowns he was just phenomenal but i've got Devonte smith at three number two jamar chase um he's been my consistent number two for for quite a while yeah he opted out the season but when you look at the season that he had it was just absurd before he says it's number one i'd like to say that we are extending the contract of the debbie delight for at least another year are we number one Jalen Waddle. Yeah. I just, I, I've really, 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 I've never been, well, okay, that's not true. I actually did have him, I think, when we first came out with these rankings. I actually, I've got it up here. Oh, so I had him down at eight, um, my first initial ones, and then I moved him up to three, and now I've moved him up to one. It's just the way that this NF, most NFL's teams are going. Yeah, you want to have your big, you know, big guy. You can throw it into the red zone type of thing, but they want guys with speed and he's one that I was referring to essentially that yeah Bateman ran his his fast 40 waddle fast right that's just what he does um and he's just able to make plays and I do still think though it it was a mistake now obviously I don't think he he extended the injury made it worse anything like that but I don't think he needed to come back um, at the end of the season, I, I think he did what he needed to do. I almost think it was more of a, I know I'm declaring, I know I'm going pro. I want to have one more run in an Alabama uniform. I think that's more of what it was. Um, but if I'm going to be honest, I think Saban and the coaching staff should have said, look, dude, like you don't need to prove anything else. You've, you've done what you need to do. And he still went out there. He toughed it out. He showed his toughness. So props to him. But, um, yeah, I've got Jalen Waddle at number one. Um, that's why I was saying I, I know you like him, 
but I don't know how I was going to feel with you putting or, or me putting him at number one. Um, and I don't know how many other people really have him at one. And I'm not trying to be different. I'm not trying to be that guy. But um, it just seems like Chase and Smith are the one, two, whatever order, you know, not really Waddle, but that's mine. You know, you know, I'm pretty happy with you right now. So just going to throw that out there. All right. All right. Because um, I think the last time we did this, I think you had Devontae Smith number one. So No, I had Bateman. Oh, Bateman. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, Bateman's, have- Bateman was my one for really since yeah. the initial ranking. Yeah. So my number five, same five you had. Lodge Moore, best Moore in this class. Um, I can't talk about this guy enough. I've have fought for this guy on the Twitter.com quite often. Um, the, you you benefit from the Lane Kiffin offense, right? Mm-hmm. It's but it's it's about who steps up to the plate, right? You know what I mean? In seven of his eight games, he had over ten catches. Seven of his eight games, he had ten catches. Okay, he had a touchdown in five of eight. He had over 200 yards in three of those games. Three, a 200 against Florida, 200 against Vandy, 200 against South Carolina. Had a big game against Alabama, 11 for 143. The guy's good. Okay, period. I love Elijah Moore. Best Moore in this class, period. Um, number four, I've got Devontae Smith. Um, I'm, not a, I'm not a Smith guy. I'm not saying he's bad. Guys, so calm down. I'm not saying he's bad. I just... I think I think the same thing about him. I feel about some of these other guys. I feel like they are going to be more of a relevant in terms of football versus fantasy. And I don't see Devontae Smith's a top eight guy coming off the board in, in rookie drafts. And I feel the same way about him as I did with some of these other run like the Javante Williams and some of those other running backs. I think that they're going to have more relevant NFL value than they are going to, you know, a uh, fantasy value. And I feel the same way about, we felt the same way about Henry, Henry Ruggs. It's not going to be a consistent weekly guy that gets you 10, 15 points. And then on the high week, high weeks, he gets you 20 to 25. I, I could be wrong. And, and like I said, it's possible. So number three, I've got Terrace Marshall. Um, I, Love Marshall. I love, 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 love Marshall. I didn't realize until now all five of my top five uh, wide receivers all all from the SEC. Um, but that says something. It does. Um, I love Marshall. He was the lone bright spot in that disaster of a season for LSU. Basically, everything that you said about him. Um, number two, Jalen Waddle. So. I'm very, very, very happy that you went to Jalen Waddle. Thank you for joining the train. <laughs> um, I think people forget that he was the best receiver on this team before he got hurt. And the fact that Devontae Smith, obviously Devontae Smith took advantage of Waddle going down, which I give him credit for, obviously, and showcasing himself. But if we put Waddle and Smith on that team the entire year, Waddle ends up with more yards and Devontae Smith does not end up the Heisman Trophy winner, period. Waddle is a better route runner, I believe. I think he's a, a better receiver. I think that he's going to be better in the long run because he is has a multifaceted, uh, you know, route tree. So, and number one, head and shoulders, in my opinion, he is the lone tier one in this wide receiver class. Um, I think he is my one through five personally. Jameer Chase, uh, I, I, he's one of the guys that you look back and it's easy to forget what he did because he hasn't played 
in over a year. You know what I mean? It's it's one of those cases, I think. But if you look back at what he did, it was one of the most dominant seasons I, I we've ever seen in college football. You know what I mean? 84 catches, 1,780 yards, 20 touchdowns. I, I, he had huge games at big pivotal moments. That national championship game, go watch that tape. Please, please, please go watch that national championship game against Clemson. He had the nine catches, 221, and two touchdowns. And that, to me, what sets him apart? Because he did it against a very, very good Clemson team. They had some good cornerbacks out there, and he consistently produced week in and week out. And he did it against good teams, too, throughout his entire career. So Chase is by far my number one guy. I, I feel passionate, strong, all those things about him because I feel like he is that good. And he's been my number one in this class for as long as I can remember and will continue to be my number one. I personally think that he probably would have been my number two in last year's draft class. So I, I like Chase. I think he's that good. But Dude, real quick, who do you think the NFL side of it, who do you think the first receiver drafted is though? Oh, man. I think so. that's that's kind of a tough answer because obviously we don't know trades and we don't know what's gonna yeah, happen. But I I'm think just... it's between I think it's between Smith and, and and Chase. I really do. And I wouldn't be surprised to see Waddle sneak up and get drafted first. Like and that that's what I so there's obviously so many things that play a factor into it because it's one of those things where I don't know. Let's say just for namesake or team's sake, let's say that. Okay. For example, like with CD lamb last year, right? What? And that may have been the Cowboys target all along. I'll be honest. I, I don't know, but let's say that they targeted X player at the middle linebacker, cornerback safety position. Oh, they got drafted. Okay. Well, we wanted this offensive tackle. Oh, he's gone now. Okay. Now we're here. So there's just so many things that play a factor into that. Um, but I, I think it's between – I would say it's probably between Waddle and probably Chase. I think Smith obviously is in that – it's one of those three. If I'm going to be – it's one of those three. Yeah. I just think if I had to put my put my stamp on something, I almost think it's going to be Waddle just because of that speed aspect, and we've kind of seen that trend. Like last year with Rugs or whatever. Like yeah, it was last year. The speed. So it's – we'll see. But I'm just curious as to what you – you thought as far as that goes, and it's Waddle. Waddle being taken first wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly two million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than fifty percent of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. All right, time to talk about the favorite position of the podcast, the tight end position. Um, I struggled with finding five quality guys to even talk about. And I'm just I'll be kidding. on it. Whenever I text you, I was like, are we, are we, do we have to find 10 guys or exactly. what? Yeah. So um, for me, so props to anybody who's, who's knowledgeable about tight ends in depth. Yeah, kudos. A hundred percent kudos because it is it was a little bit of a struggle to find some quality guys. I, I will say that I, I feel confident in my five. I really do. I feel really confident in the number one guy and everybody oh, else. For sure. Like, you know, eh, it's all right. 
But I'm going to let you kick it off with your, let's just do five, four, and three, even though I'm pretty certain our one, two, and three are pretty close together, I think. So. We'll see. Um, so five, I've got, and I still don't know how to say his name. I should have looked it up. Um, is it Kenny Yaboa? Yeah, Kenny Yaboy. Yeah, boy, yeah. <laughs> so I've got him. Um, he actually had had a had a pretty pretty solid season. Twenty seven catches, five hundred and twenty four yards, six touchdowns. Um, again, that that Ole Miss offense. You, if you're a receiver, tight end, obviously, if you're out there catching balls you're going to benefit from a Lane Kiffin offense. It's just kind of what we've seen over the years, what we're going to continue to see, I'm sure. So I've got Kenny sitting at number five. Number four, um, I've got Hunter Long um, out of Boston College. Um, He kind of, I don't want to say he came out of nowhere, but he kind of came out of nowhere. 57 receptions, 685 and five touchdowns. Um, uh, if I remember correctly, he was number one in, in receiving yards for tight ends. So he just kind of was that focal point. He also played the most games, played 11 games. So that helps. Um, was I supposed to keep going to three? I don't remember what you told me. Yeah, not, I don't follow instructions. <laughs> um, number three, I've got... We're all the way to one. I don't care. Yeah, whatever. We've got Pat Fryermuth out of Penn State. Um, I know that he is most people's two, I would say. I've actually seen him as one for some guys, which I think is just absurd. Um but yeah, I've got Pat sitting at number three. Remember last week we talked about the quarterback people that some people shouldn't have a platform. Those people should not. Yeah. Um, he actually, so when you look at the yards per game, Pat was actually number two behind my number one and everyone's sure, number one. Right? So, like, I, he, he only, he only played in four games. Is he going to be healthy next year or like going into the, like a hundred percent healthy? I don't know. We'll see. I mean, he's, yeah, I would think so. But I mean, twenty-three catches, three ten for a touchdown. He averaged seventy-seven and a half yards a game. And for a tight end, to be honest with you, at the college level, if you have a tight end that's averaging seventy to eighty-five yards a game, I would call that a win and a, a tight end that is involved in the offense. Because most colleges throw a tight end out there to block and give them what ten to twenty catches at best on a season. You know, so when you have these other guys that are twenty-five plus, forty plus so on and so forth. They are a focal point of that offense. So, um, and, but yeah, to your point, I think he, he had some injury stuff going on, so he probably would have obviously had better numbers, but that's my five through three. Um. Okay. So I don't really want to like, I, my literally, I literally have the same five through one as you do. Literally. Kenny, your boy. Um, you mentioned a lot of what you wanted to talk about him, but my big thing about your boy is he had seven catches, 181 yards, and two touchdowns against Alabama. Nice. Um, that, to me, kind of stood out. A few things that stood out about uh, uh, to me is that outside of the last two games of the season, which obviously matter, but he in his first um, three, four, five, five games of the season, he had over double-digit fantasy points in every single one, five for 91 and a touchdown, three for 83 a touchdown, seven for 80, 181, two touchdowns, four for 83, which no touchdowns, but still it's double digit fantasy. And then Vanderbilt three for 32, two touchdowns. Um, and even in the South Carolina game, he got six points, you know, last game of the season he played with Mississippi City had two catch for 15 yards. But to me, to me, those are pretty, some pretty good stats to end the year. Um, he did transfer over from Temple moving into this season, the year prior he had, he did play in 10 games, had five touchdowns and 19 catches. But um, seeing him in a different offense, a more talented offense, um, he thrived. He has got a good size to him, 6'4", 240. So I'm, I'm pretty pleased with him. I'm pretty happy having him at number 
at, at number five. I, I think that he's a guy that could be a sleeper um, amongst this crew. Hunter Long, I got him at number four. Pat Firmouth, I have at number three. Brevin Jordan, I have at number two. And Kyle Pitts, I have at number one. So our literally yep. five through one is exactly the same. Exactly. Um, it's really... I do see there's a lot of people that are sleeping. I think personally on Brevin Jordan, I don't think that he's going to be exactly. Um, I, I struggle with him because I feel like he can be good, but it wouldn't surprise me if he's a bust. I think people do forget that, that, that transition first year for tight ends is very, very, very hard. I looked back on it. I meant to write it down, but I looked back to see over like the highest yardage for a, rookie tight end in their first year. And I think there was only three guys in the top 20 from the last 20 years that have been drafted. And, and I'd have to think Evan Ingram's one of them, right? Yes. He had one of the better rookie seasons, but like he's the last guy that really had a good season. It was probably only three years ago, but he's, but it's again, one out of, out of, you know, 10 of the last 10 years to Mm -hmm. be in that upper edge a lot of being it's, it's talk about being fantasy relevant, right? You know what I mean? So I wouldn't be surprised if Brevin Jordan breaks out somewhere. You know what I mean? He'll probably be uh, maybe a third round, fourth round pick. You know what I mean? I think Fairmouth will probably be the second guy off the board at the tight end position. But I think Brevin Jordan, um, their quarterback play is not great. Sorry, Derek King. But um, I do think that there's potential there. But this tight end class, it's really Kyle Pitts, and then you re- it's everybody else. You know what I mean? Fairmouth has the potential to be a breakout candidate. But uh, I do think it's kind of crazy to even think that there's, you know, Hawkinson was that guy, but Hawkinson really hasn't been all that. But Kyle Pitts is a beast, right? He's technically yeah. like a receiver in some aspects, you know what I mean? But I don't know. This uh, tight end class is interesting. Kyle Pitts is the only guy that I would draft in the first two rounds of the rookie draft, maybe for him out, depending on landing spots. Right. Spots will be key. Kyle Pitts will get drafted by like, you know, Kansas City or something. It's not going to happen, but, you know. Could you I'm, imagine though? Uh, no, no thanks. Um, imagine, but, imagine if they, if that, I don't think that's happening at all. No, but imagine if they had Kelsey, Pitts, Hill. Uh, I, I mean, run a two tight end. You don't even put Pitts outside, put Kelsey outside. Like they do it already. That's not going to happen, but that would be, that's not even fair. No, it wouldn't be. That's not even fair. No, not even remotely close to being fair. So, it's not going to happen, but it's just, I just say like the landing spot is a little bit of a concern for anybody, you know what I mean? But ex- back, especially the, the tight end position. So. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens with Brevin Jordan because his size, I mean, he's six, three, two forty five, So he's not, you know, Pitts who's six, six, two forty six. So weight wise, they're roughly the same. Um, and all these tight ends that I've got here about the two forty five, the two fifty five range, give or take. But being 6'3", we've seen it, you know, the, the tight ends at the next level, you can be 6'3 and, be, and make some plays. But more often than not, you're 6'5 plus, let's just say. So I would be interested to see, like, do they line him up, you know, on the line and have him traditional, you know, tight end set? Or do they put him outside? Because he's ultra athletic. That's the thing. He's, he's super athletic. So I'm not saying they transition him to wide receiver. But like, what does a team do with a Brevin Jordan? I, I think because he can make the plays, he can. He's ultra athletic, so it's going to be interesting to see where he goes and how they use him. Yeah, I agree with you 100. I think there's so much potential there, no matter how you kind of look at it in some aspects. So I'm excited to see it because I really feel like he has potential to be line, look to maybe just line up in several different spaces. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Will he fantasy relevant? We don't know, but 
you know, it is what it is. So, and I, and, and so I'm in the middle of a, and I don't have it pulled up here, but in the middle of like a mock draft. And I believe Kyle Pitts went one Oh, it was either, it was between like the one Oh five and one Oh eight, I think. And it's not a, I don't think it's not even a tight end premium. So it's one of those where people, people are believing in him enough before even seeing a landing spot. Yeah, that he's worth that first round pick. Tight end premium, no question. If you don't take him first round, uh, that's to me, that's crazy. Yeah, and I'm exactly like I feel like I'm trying to remember. I'm in a dynasty startup um, with a bunch of crazy sharks here, but um, as we like to, as they are like, but I'm pretty positive it's tight end premium. But mm-hmm. where's he at? Where's he at? Where's he at? Kyle Pitts went 305. And that's wow, all. that's overall. Overall, so he went 305 overall. Scott Baird. Um, you know, he, I don't hate it though. If I'm gonna be honest, I don't hate it. Like it's, but at the same time, like you said though, without knowing landing spot, it's kind of scary at the same time, because if he gets stuck, but remember Irv Smith, you know what I mean? Irv Smith's Mm -hmm. got all the potential world. He's just now finally potentially going to be the number one tight end in, uh, in Minnesota. So, uh, he went one Oh six in that mock draft. Kyle Pitts went one Oh six. I could see him go as high as, and again, that's the rookie. That's a rookie mock, obviously. Yeah. So I could see him going as high as four. Just if it's one quarterback mm-hmm. on the league, I could see it going. You know, Najee, Trevor doesn't even go on the top. I think like eight ish in in one quarterback, but I could see him going as high as four in super flex leagues uh, or in top four. You know, and the thing about it is, I don't even hate taking him after the two quarterbacks in super flex. Like I really don't. If you mm-hmm. took three, I don't hate it because he's not going to be available anywhere else. So, and this is a once in a lifetime kind of tight end that you're going to get because looking at next year's draft class of the tight ends, I was not, in, I'm not enamored by him. So, you know, we're yeah, gonna, there, there's not a Kyle Pitts no, for sure. But, folks, thanks for listening to another episode of the Debbie Delight. This was our farewell kiss to this draft class heading into the live show that we're going to do April 29th at 6 30 Eastern time. Join us for four hours four plus hours of fun NFL draft coverage. We're going to have guests on the show. I'm super excited about that. Just having people pop in throughout the rest of throughout the entire night, like we did last year, which was just an absolute blast. Um, I'm excited to kind of dissect where all of these guys we've been talking about for the last year actually land. And even guys like uh, Harrison Etienne, the guys we've been talking about for two years mm-hmm. <laughs> who thought we thought they were going to come out last yeah. year. But um Again, thank you so much for the continued support of the show. We do greatly appreciate it because it's something that we both love to do weekly and and talking about these guys is is a lot of fun. So go back and listen to some of our, our previous episodes. We we already started looking ahead of the 2021 um, you know, season, our college football preview season. If there's any teams that we have not talked about yet that you want us to talk about, let us know. Hit us up on Twitter. Give Stoops a follow at Stoops1990. Give myself a follow at RickyValer underscore. Give the show a follow at the Debbie Delight. Make sure to check out all the other shows on the Drive-In Podcast Network, the Music City Drive-In, the Now Showing Podcast. We have the Fantasy Football Roundtable and so many more. So thank you so much for listening. And until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. See y'all later. I'm delighted. I've been la-di-da-din. Not a lot of thoughts when I ponder from the top, man. These boys, they be potting. I trust them like a lot. And they told me that I get it. Guess what? I got it. You should do it too. You will never. You know how to book flights and hotels. 
All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.